Tree, Friday the 15th of September. So this week, an engineering colleague and I found ourselves in an unplanned sales pitch. We scheduled a call to discuss post-production support of our application with one of our customers and found that the customer in question was not bought into the application at all. Their basic response can be summarized as, why do we need this application anyway? We were a little bit taken back by this, but we had no sales or product guys on the call with us. So as two senior engineering guys, we launched into an impromptu sales pitch regardless to try to turn the situation around. It reminded me again on the importance of engineers having basic sales skills. Dedicated sales teams are still required, of course, and obviously engineers should not take that on full time. But this example illustrates why we should be happy and capable to do this sometimes. If the engineers working on an application do not understand the problems that they are trying to solve for their users, then they will struggle to articulate the benefits of the application they are building for them. Throughout my career, I found that many engineers, including myself when I was younger, thought about sales as being a kind of a dirty word. Sales was something that somebody else did, and we came in later and we we delivered. We delivered a product into production. But the reality is, if we're delivering a product into production that people are reluctant to use and they're not really bought into the benefits. We're not really doing our job. No one's going to use the system or they're going to use it in a very kind of um, resentful way, which is not going to reflect on us in terms of post-production support. At the end of the day, when the application goes into production, it moves from the the sales and the pre-sales team into the engineering team. And we become custodians of that application long-term. And hey, guess what? Sales doesn't go away. We're going to have to be pitching that product every single day it's in production. Every time a person raises a bug, every time a person is frustrated with the UX, they're not going to go back to the sales team who sold them the product. It's going to come into the engineering uh, backlog. And we're the guys who are going to have to reassure the, the end user, reassure that customer that they made a good investment by fixing their issues, by taking their feedback, by ensuring that we deliver lots of uptime, good responsiveness, good quality. So whether we like it or not, as engineers, we have to do a little bit of sales, so we might as well get good at it. Now, I'm not going to talk about how we get good at sales in this podcast. I think I can leave that to a separate episode. It's a big topic in itself. But it's just important to have the mindset that Rather than being on a call and, you know, somebody clearly needs to be convinced of something, clearly need to be sold an idea or sold a product. Well, rather than being on that call and saying, oh, well, that's not my job. Actually, um, maybe we should have a follow up call where the product manager will talk you through the benefits or maybe I'll introduce you to the sales guy. You can do a basic level of sales on the spot. You know the product. You're building the product. You should have a fundamental understanding of what the product does, what are the benefits that it's adding, what are the 
problems that it's solving for that customer. These are the basic fundamental bits of knowledge that you should have in your mind and you should be able to articulate those on the spot with short notice or in this instance no notice at all. So apart from that guys I've had a busy week. I decided to take a different approach. I talked about this um, in uh, some podcasts and in some blogs recently. I'm taking a different approach to how I'm producing content and how I'm promoting content. A lot of that is stemming out of frustration with how X, you know, the application formerly known as Twitter, um, is is somewhat mistreating uh, small content producers like myself at the moment. Um, so I just feel again like my, my X account is just getting strangled and it's in decline. So I'm spending less time on X and I'm spending more time writing original content. So rather than having some ideas and sharing those on X in the moment, instead I'm writing them down and I'm writing blog entries about them later on. And then I'm working on promoting those blog entries in places like Hacker News, for example, where I'm getting a lot more traffic and a lot more traction. So I'm in a bit of a rich vein of content creation uh, since I started to spend less time on X. And I'm probably going to continue in this vein for a while. So for example, this week I've done two blog entries. Um, the first one is on leaders losing the right to avoid conflict. I think as a leader, you have to get comfortable with conflict. Conflict is going to be part of your life. Whether you like it or not, it's going to find you. You're going to be dealing with angry teammates, angry customers, angry competition, hostile competition who want to destroy you. So if you're the kind of person who is avoiding conflict, you know, you're shy of conflict, you want to run away from conflict all the time, um, you're going to struggle as a leader. And the reality is that part of your job as a leader is to resolve conflict where you can, especially within the team, for example. And if it can't be resolved, well, then you need to meet it head on. So I wrote a blog blog post about that. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes, but you'll find it on the homepage of my website, techleader.pro. The second entry I wrote was on subscriber reply spamming on X being the new SEO. SEO is an old uh, terminology that's been there since the beginning of formalized search engines. Stands for search engine optimization, I'm sure you're aware. What I'm seeing now is I'm seeing a lot of people um, in the same way they were gaming or have been gaming for years, the search engine algorithms like, like Google and like Bing, they're now starting to game the X algorithm. And they figured out, for example, that if you follow a very large account with, you know, a couple of million followers, um, you can, as a, as a Twitter Blue user, you can also subscribe to that account. You can pay, you know, a book a month or whatever it is to subscribe. And then when that person posts, you can reply uh, in their threads and you will get a double boost in your replies. One, one boost coming from the fact that you're also a blue subscriber yourself which gives you a reply boost. And then the second being that as a subscriber, you will also get a reply boost. So if you imagine a huge account with a million followers, every time they post, they might get a few hundred replies. And lots of people are going to see those replies because they already have a big audience. Well, your replies are going to be in and around the top of those reply threads. And it's a way to game uh, and get get attention on yourself 
to try to grow your own account. And, you know, I can, I haven't tried it, but I can see how this would definitely work. And I'm seeing a lot of people are starting to um, suggest this now. And there's a reason why, you know, at the moment, <laughs> most of the accounts I see on Twitter are just meme accounts. They're just, you know, they're posting funny memes. Uh, they're posting videos of fails or videos of street fights or whatever. And they're just getting a lot of traction. They're just re regurgitating content from Reddit, for example. Um, but it's it's gaining traction. The algorithm is rewarding them with traffic. And then once they're getting traffic, they're getting followers. And then once they start to build their own snowball of momentum, their snowball is getting bigger as it's rolling down the hill, they can start to, you know, roll back from having to reply and having to subscribe. So it's a temporary tactic to get a boost to your account. And to me, it it doesn't feel right, to be frank. Um, that's just my emotional response to it. I can't say logically why it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't sit right with me somehow. Um, so it's not an approach that I want to take. Um, but it's an approach that I believe would definitely work. So I wrote a, a, a more detailed blog entry about that, explaining the steps. Um, if you want to have a read of that, it's also on my homepage, techleader.pro. And I will also link to it in the show notes as usual. In terms of media that I'm enjoying this week, uh, I've put in about 12 or 13 hours now into Starfield, the new RPG from Bethesda Studios. Um, having a lot of fun with that. I think it's definitely the best game they've done, I think, since Skyrim. Um, I think graphically it's beautiful. The main storyline is a bit dull. It lacks a bit of darkness in particular. Uh, when I think back to Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, there was some very dark storylines. Um, some of them were quite horrific even, you know, given the context that it was a post-apocalyptic world, it made sense. I think Starfield feels a bit clean and sanitized somehow, a bit safe in terms of its storylines, even for side quests. Um, but on the plus side, the the gunplay is fantastic. It's way, way, way better than the gunplay in Fallout 4, which was pretty bad. Um, the guns in Starfield actually feel like real grounded guns, uh, despite the fact that it's a science fiction um, setting. The ballistics and so on feel pretty good. Um, the graphics are astounding, especially on the landscapes. Um, really, really beautiful. Uh, character models is something that the test that traditionally has always struggled with, especially facial models, but it's pretty good. Definitely the best so far. And would definitely recommend it. Um, apart from that, I am still reading Diaspora by Greg Egan, a science fiction novel, which is um, very interesting. I will probably try to pose the proper review of it at some point, but it's very complex. And I'm coming to the end, like everybody else who's following it, of Foundation Season 2, which is absolutely fabulous. Uh, if you're a science fiction fan, please check it out. I think it's amazing. I say that as a fan of the books. It is different from the books. I would have fully expected it to be different from the books, given how expansive the books are. Um, but it's still worth your time. For nothing else, you're getting a lot of screen time of Jared Harris and Lee Pace, who were absolute powerhouses um, in, in that series. And the rest of the cast are doing a great job as well. 
Um, so definitely check out Foundation. Okay, so I will leave it there, guys. Uh, I need to get back to work. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you do something nice. Go outside, touch some grass, spend some time in nature, and have some fun. Take care. See you next week. Bye-bye.